what we now call the Great Trouble began one thick, hot, foul-smelling morning in August. Of course, I didn't know it then. No one did. I remember that day for quite another reason. I was supposed to be dead. But, somehow, he had found me out. It was early and dark enough that most mudlarks weren't on the river yet. I liked this time best. The stink wasn't quite so bad for some reason. And it was quiet, since most folks in London were still sleeping. The bustle and noise of the old city would start up soon enough. Thumbless Jake was there, of course. The rest of us scavengers wondered if he ever did sleep. And on this particular morning, Jake was on edge. I expect because of spending so much time wading in that sludgy stink we called a river. So, when he spied me snatching up something shiny from the murky water, he commenced hollering like a mad bull about to charge. And I should know. I might never have been on a farm in all my nearly 13 years, but I'd seen my share of raging beasts at the old Smithfield livestock market, a fearful but exciting place. They'd moved it two years before, on account of the mayhem caused by throngs of cattle, pigs, goats, horses and sheep tramping through the heart of the city. I was sad to see it go. Give it here, eel! Jake shouted at once. He thrust out his long stick and lunged for my ankles. Can't catch me, I taunted. I skittered out of reach, fast as I could, sticky brown mud squelching between my toes. Don't be greedy, it's just a bit of rope. Liar, taint rope at all. I seen it glitter with me own eyes. That's copper you got there. Thumbless Jake pointed the forefinger of his right hand, his good one, at me. Play fair, eel. Why should I? No one's ever played fair with me. I said it, but that wasn't quite true. Even Jake himself had once done me a good deed. Wicked ungrateful lad, Jake growled, aiming a huge hunk of spit at me. Jake had been a blacksmith once, or so I'd heard from Ned. We called him Nasty Ned, on account of him being the worst-smelling lad on the river. Jim was Jake's downfall, Ned had told me. And then came the day he tippled so much, he slammed a great hammer down on his own thumb. I tried to picture Jake's muscles, as they must have been, rippling across his back like ever so many snakes. These days... He used his arms for stealing copper off the hulls of ships and trolling for bits of the shiny stuff in the brown slop of low tide. You are an eel, Jake declared. He paused to wipe his face with a corner of his ragged shirt. Though I'm not sure why, as both were equally covered in filth. Slippery and more hard-hearted than most, and that's saying a lot. With this here pack of mudlarks. I'll take that as a compliment, I grinned. And it over. You poached my bit of river here, Jake said, his voice almost pleading now. You gotta stay on the edge. Them's the rules, lad. You're always going on about rules, Jake. I was bluffing, though, 
and Jake knew it. In the end, I'd have to give in. A big man like Jake could troll where he wanted. Kids like me had to keep to the edge of the grimy brown river, picking up pieces of coal, rope, rags, and wood at low tide. On a good day, I might collect enough coal to fill a pot and make a penny.